Well, hello, everybody, and it, this is Mike and Tim, and we're back with the Average Outdoorsman podcast. Um, this is our second episode. Uh, this is kind of episode one, part B, I guess. Um, we we pitched the first podcast to a couple people, and they, they wanted us to really touch on some of the experiences that we have. Um, and by experiences, we mean some of the trips that we've been on, you know, kind of all over the country and all over Canada. Um, so that's that's what we're here to talk to you about. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to dive into right away, um, kind of kick it off, start when we were kids taking trips to Canada and uh, with, our, with our dads and, and, and kind of go from there into what it's morphed into these days. So Yeah, uh, started, like I said, I think we said on the first part, we were, I don't know, I talked to my dad, and we were probably eight, seven, eight. That I sounds th- right. I mean, looking back at some of the pictures that we went through, seven, eight years old looks right. Yeah, I think uh, I think we were about that age. Um, we did a a, fl- a float plane fly-in. Yep. So we 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 actually in Canada. In Canada. In yep. Canada. Yep. So we, Tim and I looked it up last week, and I think it was almost on the head eight hours. North. To where we flew out of. To flew out of, yep, yeah. Yep, so we flew out of a base camp in Ignis, Ontario, which we t- touched on uh, in, in the previous episode. And um, we flew out of there. We did look it up. It was about 8 hours and 15 minutes, so Mike was really close on that. Um, we flew out of there, and then we um, that flight, I believe the first trip that we took, that was an about an hour fl- flow plane ride north. I think. I think we went to... I don't remember if it was Medianga, but I think it was Medianga the first time. And then Sesaginaga. Yeah, Sesaginaga yeah, the second time. Um, so the Both f- about an hour, uh, an, about an hour float plane ride. I think Medianga is about a 15,000 acre lake. Uh, it's l- And then Sesaginaga is about a 30,000 acre lake. Yes. If I, I yep. Only reason I know Medianga is we, went, we there went back. We went back there as adults with a buddy. Um, and that and that lake was like you said about fifteen thousand, but it also had, if you were adventurous, you could get into another section of the lake that was kind of, eh, quote unquote, cut off from the other part. Connected by a, a, a very rocky river. But if you were willing to navigate that with your boat, you could make it to about another fifteen thousand acre lake with somebody else's boat. Correct, not our boat. Not our somebody boats. else's boat. Somebody else's boat. Um, uh, and and that's something that we did. But we'll touch on that. You know, when we get to here. that trip, yeah, so that, exactly. Those so it's first trips, I don't remember if we did two or three. I think just two. Um, we went to that. We went to uh, Medianga, then Sisaganaga. Medianga, I don't, I remember it. We were that was our first trip, so we were even younger. We yet. were even younger. I we we flew with Ignis Outposts out of Ignis, Ontario. Um, I guess my most fond memory of that trip would be uh, opening the plane door. Mid-flight. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting concept that you had there. Um, like he said, that was that was probably something that you you, you don't want to do. <laughs> I don't. I know. I will. I won't ever forget but, that. I remember freaking out um, and then you know yelling to my dad. I opened the door and his response was, "Why did you do that?" And then the pilot being saying, "Don't worry, we're going fast enough. It shouldn't open." <laughs> okay. okay okay i mean that's one way to look at it okay and well, that works. It, when you're when you're seven eight years old you tend to believe the pilot because they've been doing it a long time so you know after that it, it 
it turned out not to be as big of a deal as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, it, we, everybody made it there safely. Um, we got there. It was a, it's a very remote area. Um, I think there's, at least when we were, we went back as adults, there's one other guide outfit. Yeah, not, so there's not really a guide, not like a, a another camp. outpost camp. Outpost, yeah. yeah, so there's, I think there's a total of three cabins on a 15,000 acre lake. Yeah. Um, actually, I take that back. Is, I think it's four cabins. Three are run by Alpo, uh, Ignis. Ignis, and one and then, run by Rusty's. Yeah, by Rusty's Flying Service. And and that is on the complete opposite side of this 15,000-acre lake. Like, we, when we went back as adults. It's an hour boat ride. It's an hour boat, lot, a hour boat ride. We didn't see another boat on the entire lake for the, what, what were we there? We, we did see them when they had to come to us. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that we'll talk was, about uh, You're that right. That's a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, so, yeah, we uh, the the original spot of the camp was right next to a big, like a river, kind of waterfall, rapids. Yeah, it was a water. It was a full-on waterfall. Full-on waterfall. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I guess, I, I, I mean, that was, you walked out and it was right here. You're right. That was some of the best fishing in the entire lake. Um, we, uh. It was the another, Bright Sand River. Bright Sand I remember another great memory I have was my dad and I were in a boat coming back to the pier, and uh, he yells to me, hey, grab the dock, grab that rope there. Um, so, okay, yeah, well, sure, Dad, I will. Go to grab that rope. Nope, not a rope. That's rope a, starts uh, moving. Rope starts moving. That is a garter snake coiled up on the dock. I, uh, I freak out. I lose my mind as an eight-year-old would. Yep, yep. I, uh, I, I definitely scream at a very high pitch. Um, yeah, so that's another. It's just those little things. I mean, the, the, it's those that, little things that you remember, right? Like, uh, you go to our next trip in Sisseganega. You talk. You start talking about some of the things that I remember there. I mean, we have pictures of it. Me holding a stringer of fish that you know, just holding it up and and doing shore lunches when we were kids and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, that's where I kind of, that was my first memory of, um, you know, fresh caught, that same day caught um, uh, shore lunches. And uh, I, I distinctly remember Tim's dad showing me how to do shore lunch. You know, you move it from you know, one part of the batter to another part, put them in a bag with breadcrumbs or panko, whatever it was. Um, and I will remember that for I'll remember that forever. I remember that cabin very distinctly. That is the same lake with the rock to the face incident. That was the rock to the face trip. Yep. yep and it's it's and that that story rings. It was remembered by so many so many that when we went back in 2012 to talk to that same outfitter about um, going up when about we going were up adults, them, they remembered it. They had embellished the story over the years. I think, and the story got to the point That's where a lot of stories do. I, I had maimed him. <laughs> um, it like the rock hit him so hard that his face was maimed. I'm happy to report Tim looks normal-ish. Um, Depends on who you ask. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it got embellished a little bit over the years. Over the years, and, I was But they remembered years, it. They, they re, remembered they re, it. We, we walked up to them and said, hey, you know, we did, your, we did your, your outpost when we were younger. We'd like to go back. These are kind of some of the stories that, remember, that we remember in the rock to the face, like Mike said, is that that's what got them. They're like, we remember you. We remember and we, you. Re, we tell that story to all the dads with children to this day that go into our outpost. Yep. They tell that story to, hey, you really need to be careful out here because if something happens, like a rock to the face, you're going to end up doing stitches by yourself because yeah. it is an hour plane ride for anybody to come and get you. Yeah, so and Back then, it was uh, 
we didn't have a camp attendant. We didn't have, it was just us. Yeah. And the whole, they dropped us off. They dropped us off and said, we'll see you again in yep. seven days. Yeah. We're coming to pick you up in seven days. Good luck. Here's a, here's a boat and a cabin yep. and that's it. And they, I mean, they had everything you needed at the camp. They had, you know, a big gas tank to fill up your, to fill up your six gallons. Um, they had a propane fridge. Uh, they had a, I don't think back then they had pumps. I think it was all outhouse. It was all outhouse. Yeah. yeah. And then you, they had uh, tanked water. So if you wanted to wash dishes or you had to get your water out of a tank. Right. Um, but it, it definitely changed a little bit when we went back in 2013. Um, and we'll touch on that. We've done, I haven't done as many Canadian fishing trips as Tim has. Um, I've done quite a few. My dad, my dad started taking me when I was actually my sister and I, um, he took us when we were young, young. I was probably four or five years old, like really young. Um, and not, not the fly-ins like he's talking about, but we did a lot of drive-to Canadian fishing trips. Um, and I actually went on a, a drive-to Canadian bear hunt with my dad when I was, when I, this was pre yeah, growing up you were with 13, Mike. 14? No, this is even before that trip. Oh, okay, this was okay. before I was even hunting. Um, I did a drive to, I just sat in a stand with my dad and uh, have a lot of good memories of, of that lake. And that was Separation Lake. That was a cool lake. I still remember those cabins. They were yellow and, and right, on the, right on the beach. And uh, actually not even a beach, the rocks. Rocks, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of beaches up there, but right on the rocks. And that was, I was probably, you know, that may have been right around the same time we were going you know, six, seven, eight years yeah. old, right around in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, and then, so kind of fast forward, um, I didn't do a lot more. I didn't do a whole bunch more trips between then and probably, I think we just did those two or three together, together, yeah. together yep. as kids. And then I didn't go back until I think you were 17. It was the year I was 18. It was, 18. we, we had just graduated. Me and another buddy had just graduated, graduated high school. Tim was a year older. Um, it was me, Tim, and our buddy Evan, um, and we decided we were going to go to Canada. We, we just, yeah, we just said, "Hey, let's go fishing. Let's, let's go fishing." Do it. We're all really avid fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really know exactly we where, didn't we know where we wanted. Were yeah, we, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we were, we were young whippersnappers, right? Yeah, like, we, we were. were just, I think it was between go. that or like I think we were going to go to Eagle Lake. Mm-hmm. It was it was either Lock to Malox or Eagle Lake, and through a mutual friend of my dad, we decided to go to. Locked him a locks because he had been there a couple times and knew the lake a little bit. Um, but we, yeah, we went up there. Like he said, he was 18. I was 19. Took my truck, his boat. We, I mean, it's a, it was a Northland 14 and a half foot, maybe. Yeah. With a uh, 40 horse with force a, on it. With a force 40. And if you know anything about outboards, quite possibly the most unreliable motor that's ever been made. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it, it was a two-stroke engine. Um, we fished out of it, I mean. Multiple times. I, I, our entire high school year, career, we had fished out of that. I, oh, I yeah. mean, we fished out of a that. A lot of good memories for Every that single boat. day in the summer. So that boat, I mean, had been through the ringer. We had, we knew, we know how to, you know, we knew how to make it run. If we got in a problem, we knew what we were going to do. Exactly. Um, if you but, had to bring a hammer in the boat to get the motor started, you know it's a good motor. It was a good motor, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we planned for that trip. That was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, we literally said, "Hey, let's go to Canada." Within two weeks, we were headed. To we Canada. were headed to Canada. So we didn't, we didn't put in a lot of time, which was, I mean, like I said, we were young. We just kind of flew by the seat of our pants. So we just went up there, picked a lake. Um, we actually ended up parking at a 
outpost. Yep. Um, this was a place that you could go and get your housekeeping cabins and everything like that. We said, why would we get a cabin? Let's just, this is a big lake. There's a lot of islands. Let's just find an island that we can, uh, that we can post a tent up on. And, and, and that's what we did. This was before I would say like, you know, Google earth, any of those mapping or services like on X. On X was, yeah. Was, way before that was very clear. So we like, we had a couple of literally islands. a paper map. We had, yeah. We had a couple islands and I had my, uh, Lawrence GPS fish finder. Yep. I did, it was a, one of the very early ones that I had like really splurged on for that boat. Cause I thought it was the bees knees. And, uh, so we had that, um, but getting back before that, we're in Eau Claire, you know, we're getting all packed up the night before to go. And Tim has said, Tim had, you know, Tim, Tim's dad has, you know, bought really nice fishing rods over the years and we've all had really nice fishing rods. We kind of save up and, so Tim had a couple of St. Croix rods, his like his go-to rods set aside. They didn't have the reels on them because we were putting them in a rod tube, um, like the Bazooka Cannon rod tubes without the reels. So we, you know, whatever. Um, and he sent some, we're, at, we're getting ready at Evan's garage. He, you know, sets them aside. He said, Ev, you know, we're, you're going to stay here tonight. You're at your parents' house. We're going to pick you up in the morning. We're going to pick you up in the morning. Can you just throw these rods in the, after we're done packing, can you throw these rods in the boat and, you know, just don't forget them. Please don't forget my rods. Like, yeah, Tim, no problem. I got it. Yep. No, no, no problem. problem. Don't worry. So next morning we get, the boat's already tarped up. It's ready to go. Get on the road. We are in Canada. We are in Canada. We'll get back to that later. We'll touch it. We'll, we'll leave that kind of as a cliffhanger. I, everybody kind of knows where it's going to go, but. It's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah for sure. So fast forward. Okay, we're driving up. We're, uh, you hit Duluth. And you go along the North Shore Drive. Um, we stopped at a uh, casino. The night before. The, yeah. uh, yep, Reservation mm-hmm. Casino. Right, like. Because apparently four hours was too much for us to drive in one day. Was it? Well, yeah. Was it, so <laughs> so we, we stopped at. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the name of it is. It's just a res casino. Yeah, it's just a reservation yeah. casino right on the like yep. right near the Canadian border uh, in Grand Marais. No, Grand Marais. Grand Marais. Just out of Grand Marais. Grand so we Marais, stopped there, and you know we we had a little bit of money in our pocket. <laughs> I think I had eighty dollars to go to the casino. I'm like, yeah, high roller. <laughs> Let's man. do this. Yeah. Big tables. So I'm playing the uh, slots like any high roller does, and I think I got up to like two hundred dollars. That I would have walked away with. So he was beating the casino. I was beating the casino. And then I'm like, no, we're going we're gonna to let it ride. 18 years old. 18 years old. And this would have paid for the hotel room for all three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked away with nothing. Went from 80 to 200 to zero. To zero. Quickly. Quickly. So that started the trip off on a great note. Um, whatever. That, you know, fast forward. Next day, it's going great. No problem. Um, get through get through the border no issues you know we're all nervous you know we, again 18 year 18 old kids we're old. doing this for the first time by ourselves 18 like, years old you know we had hidden 19. a bottle of liquor in the boat you know yeah. oh okay you know can't can't let them find us we're 18 years old whatever and i'm 19 yeah we can't let them find it whatever they don't find it it's not that big a deal um we get across the border and one of the first things we do hit the hit the liquor store hit the liquor store of course because in the gotta in buy canada, the beer in canada you can buy liquor at 18 okay so we're we're getting i know I'm, I, I, I think it was 19 because i was the only one that could go into the lco to buy the beer and i was 19 because we went right after my birthday that's what it was and evan was You're right evan yeah. was, evan the, only was one that the, the young one so yeah. i think you know i had never really drank so i was like i think uh maybe a 12 pack of corona for the week will probably be great for me <laughs> that was all i needed <laughs> that, that was all i needed <laughs> um so yeah we uh 
made the trek up to Lock to Malak's. Um, so past the liquor store, everything like that, we get to where we're putting in, and we, we go there. Again, this place had beautiful cabins we could have stayed at, but we said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go out and do this thing on our own. So we bought a Canadian camping pass for them. Five uh, bucks a, a day. A five bucks a day. Each of us had to buy one for yep. five days. Yep. At so five bucks a piece. I uh, think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. We had so we could. It was like a per night thing. So we had to pay to camp in Canada in Ontario. Five bucks a night. Five bucks a night. And and to us that was like oh yeah that's way better than paying the hundred and eighty dollars or whatever for it was a, for, a, for a, a nice three bedroom cabin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we we put in. So we get that all squared away. We put in his fourteen foot. 40 horse boat into this lake. The, I, bet, I, I don't know how big that lake is, it's but I bet you it's 40,000, 50,000 acres. On, on a day that the wind decided to pick up. Yeah. So and, we're, and we don't have, we have enough gear for two loads. <laughs> yeah. We have to take two <laughs> loads in a 14 foot boat. <laughs> and we, and mind you, we don't know where we're going. Yeah, we, we don't have a destination in mind. We hadn't picked that any place if you, yet. If you, look at a, if you look at an aerial map of Loch Locks in Canada, all you see is a lake surrounded by islands. So what we said is, hey, there's a bunch of islands there. We'll find one no problem to camp on. Two loads is nothing. So yeah. we put in, again, on a high wind day, and we start looking for islands we're just driving we're driving literally no place in mind we're looking for an island to to set up camp full speed full speed which is <laughs> seven miles an hour i don't, I don't I mean, think it was seven we, we were, were way down we had i think we had 12 gallons of gas for the trip there and the trip back yeah we had uh a, a, we had filled up our our, our six sixer gallon. and then we had a sixer in the boat we had a sixer in the boat yeah a backup on the way there we burned six yeah, because what we did is what we realized is when we bounced from island to island to island, these islands were nothing but rock. And so pulling up a boat was impossible. Putting a putting a tent up was impossible. So we went from I don't know, we must have looked at eight different islands before we're like, what are we gonna do? And we lucked out. We, we found Hook Island. Hook Island. I was I yep. was going to see if you remember the name yep. of it. We found Hook, Hook Island. Island. It was it's known for uh, it's Sand Beach. Sand Beach, big Sand Beach, and that's where a lot of the float planes that fly into that lake to fish, they'll park there and they'll fish from the beach because it's really it's really good fishing right off the shore. Right. So we, uh, yeah, we kind of we had asked the, the. They're like, yeah, head towards Hook Island. That's always a good place to. To start with. To start, start with. with, and then if you find something from there, you can literally you can literally camp on any of these islands that you have with the with the day pass that you have. Yeah. So um, we, we got lucky. We made it to Hook. Um, we it got was it. a lot farther than what it we was, originally anticipated. I think an hour and forty five minute, maybe two hours. Well, when you're going seven miles an hour. The way there <laughs> took a long time. The way back, not so much. It was a little rough. It was very rough. We took on some water. We took on some water. I think we had about four or five inches of standing water in the bottom of the boat. Um, get the second load, go back, make the trip again. And it's like, when, when I say there's... I think the second load, we, we left Evan to set up the tents. Yes, we left Evan to set up the tents. And we went back to get the second load. Yes, we did. So we were a little bit lighter. We were a little bit lighter. And then we grabbed, I think, two... We had a spare, two fivers of fuel in the boat. Mm-hmm. 
So we went and we filled those up and brought those with us. So we didn't have to. We had to. We had to. Yeah. yeah. So we we were. I, I was very scared we were going to get stranded out there, and not have enough fuel to get back. And luckily for us, like looking back at that trip, Mike had a valid point of being scared and like, hey, are we gonna are we gonna have enough fuel for this? Because I don't want to run this whole thing with my trolling motor. But looking back at it, if you were to look at that lake now, it is a fairly populated lake yeah, for a Canadian cabins, lake. There's, there's cabins. There's there's people out there that are just um, recreation. Recreate, yeah, you know, jet tubing, jet, tubing. Yeah, exactly, jet skiing and all that stuff. So, looking, wasn't wasn't the same was, Canadian experience we had as kids, where we're the only people on the lake? But I think it was probably the right experience we had oh, for, our experience. One, for our first one. For our first, our first one on, on our own, not knowing what we were doing. Right. Um, and looking back at it, I don't know what our parents were thinking, saying, yeah, go ahead, go to Canada, go to another country, put in a boat and just find somewhere to camp. And this was beef. I mean, this was cell phones were, I mean, we all had cell phones, but it wasn't like, I mean, we had no, the old Nokia's with snake on it. I think I had a, yeah, I had a, my first Motorola flip phone. Yeah, exactly. Which I did rack up, a. Pretty hefty international bill. Yes, um, did. after my I think my first two Coronas, I decided to call my high school girlfriend a, a couple times. I think it was twenty five dollars a call. Yeah, it wasn't cheap. wasn't cheap. Um, so yeah, you know, kind of going back, we uh, we get set up, get back. We have a by the by the time we get to the island and everything's set up, day one shot shot. Like we're not fishing. It is now dark. We are. We got the second load up. Luckily, we left Evan there to put the tents up. Evan's our Boy Scout. Yeah. He's the Boy Scout. And so he he was in charge of the tent, collecting firewood. We also left, we also put him in charge of accommodations. And he did bring one tent for three for guys. For three guys. It was a good sized tent, but we were uh We were we were snuggling. We were we were I mean, we were close. We were close. We were keeping warm. Let's yeah, just which we weren't getting cold. On that trip was a good thing. You no, know, it was it was hot. Oh, that's right. It was, it was hot, it was wasn't it? Hot. You're thinking of the, the trip in 2013 when yeah. we woke up to 30 frost. degrees. Yeah, yeah frost yeah, yeah. in our cabin with screens and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a uh, that was a that was a really fun start to the trip. We uh, there wasn't a lot of adventure after that. No, I mean, we found some spots. You know, we got set up. Day one was shot. Day two, we were really gung ho. Mind you, we were 18 and legal to drink. So yeah, we uh, we had and we so partook we, that first night. Yeah, we had. I think fun. I had one of my Coronas and I was sad. <laughs> um, we but, had fun, but we woke up the next morning and it was like, okay, this is officially day one. Let's go try to find some fish. And we Tim searched. Tim opens the rod tube to get everything. We're, and that that's we gotta that's, go back. Yeah, okay. So we open up our rod tubes. Uh, I open up mine. I brought my own, of course, because I brought enough rods for. I, I brought enough rods for Tim and I, because that's how I pack. Um, hence why we needed two boat loads. Uh, one yeah, boat load was, we had a was, lot of stuff. was pretty much mine. Yeah. Um, so I open up my rod tube, grab my reels out of my bag, get them all set up, ready to go. Tim said, hey, hey Ev, hand me my, uh, my rod my tube. my rod tube? Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. In Wisconsin. The one rod Timmy did have was his favorite, his absolute favorite, which I put in mine. Was his I don't know it was Saint Croix Saint Croix six foot medium medium rod Yep Yep That was it My walleye jigger So okay. I had my one I was okay yep. I could make it work I had that 
and we actually brought musky rods for big northerns. We big thought, northerns. hey, let's go cast yep. for some big northerns. So I had he had I went from one rod, I, I went five from, reels and a musky and a musky rod. <laughs> exactly, I went from about seven rods to one <laughs> yeah. and a musky rod. But you so had backup reels. I I, did, I had a lot of backup, a lot reels. of backup reels. So yep. that first night we have a lot of fun. Next day we get out. I think Evan's recovering a little bit, so he took a little nap in the bottom of the boat, as Evan tends to do that's, on fishing trips. That's Evan. Um, we're out, um, we're out catching fish. We're having a great time. Um, that was a pretty windy day, I think. Again, it was, yeah. And we were over a drift spot. We were just kind of drifting jigs, like you do in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim's sitting in the front of the boat on the front pedestal, on the front seat. Yep, I'm in the driver's seat, checking the graph. Tim, Evan's in the back. We hit a big roller. Tim's leaning way back. The seat comes out of the base, yep. falls over, yep. lands right on his only rod, snaps yep. that baby right in half. Yep. So now I am down to a musky rod. Well, you, it, it worked out. You ended up fishing up with all, with my rods. No big yeah, deal. Like it, it was fine. But it's it was just, just one like, of those things that you go into this trip thinking, oh, I, okay, I got plenty of rods. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna rig up a bunch of different baits. I'm gonna have everything ready to go. So whatever the bite is, I'll be ready. I'm gonna try all these new things yeah, that I've read about in exactly, all these magazines. Exactly. And then no, you get there, happen. okay, we don't we forgot your rods. And then it's okay, you snapped your rod in half. The bait of choice, I remember this distinctly, was a gold or silver, but mostly gold. Um, uh, gumball jig with eyes with a fuzzy grub with a fuzzy grub on it. That yep. was the, that was the bait we. Caught, I mean, I think you I actually probably, caught you actually caught a really uh, twenty eight and a half. Yeah, he he caught the two big fish of the weekend uh, species wise. He caught the big the big walleye forty inch, 40 inch northern and a forty inch northern yep. on the on, on the same jig, on the on fuzzy grub. Jig, yep. But um, it was gold and actually the other color wasn't silver. It was pink. Oh, really? Okay. It I, th- I guess it was a it was a silver head with a pink body. Pink body. Okay. Yeah. So I still have those baits. Yeah. In, in a old tackle box. So do I. Yep. Hundred yep. percent. Still, I still, own I still have, all of them. I still have the Loctomalox paper lake map in one of my tackle boxes. Really? So if I busted that out, I could pick the spots that we went to. That w- yeah. We, yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll put Tim will take a picture of that, and then we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. And we'll. Uh, OBH Outdoors follows Instagram. It's an old, uh, it's an old, old ratty, map. old ratty if can, map. If you can find cool. it and it's good, we'll put it on Instagram. I mean, that's, uh, I'll find it. I just don't know if it's good. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's it's good enough. It. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, I mean, for being what, almost, almost twenty years old now. Almost, I mean, yeah. fifteen years old at least. Yeah. So that was that trip <clears throat> was that trip was a really fun trip. I don't, we were up that, there for five, six days, I think. And that's the first trip that really. I mean, we were kids, but this, that was our first, like, adult trip on our own. No parents doing this on your own. Do your own research. Yep. Do your own thing. Like I said at the beginning, we had no idea what we were getting into. I mean, we we had no idea. I mean, I had my dad as a reference because he has done a lot of these trips, but he gave me, hey, make sure you have this, this, and this if you're camping out in the middle of nowhere. I but we other had the things that they made us bring. They made us bring a couple of things. Yeah, water. We had to bring water tablets. Mm-hmm. We had to bring a flare gun. My dad made me bring a horn. Yep. Uh, and then a, a spare prop. Yeah, you got to have a spare prop. A spare prop. prop. Especially and in Canada. When I remember the first thing we saw when we pulled in there was a giant ranger walleye boat. Like was yeah, just, being, just right. being pulled out. 
with no lower unit. Yep, sheared off. Sheared Clean. off. Yep. It, it wasn't the prop. It wasn't the skag. It was the entire lower unit gone off the bottom of the, the motor. So it's like we pull in, we're like, oh, my. We're the, what did we do? What did we – where are we going? And but, l- it all worked out. It all worked out. We were, I, mean, I mean, we we were going slow. I, and we were going slow. We honestly, from Hook Island, we didn't go far. We we lucked out. We saw some boats, a couple boats fishing this area in a channel. In a channel next to another island, because there's a million islands on that lake, and um, kind of in a bay. Um, we saw them fishing walleyes. We ended up actually catching a few. Yeah, we, um, we, we had nothing real for, big except for Mike. Mike's was by far the biggest. Other than that, I mean, that was a 28 and a half. I mean, we were talking a lot of 15 to 17 inch fish, yeah. which were perfect for us because we. That's what we ate every night. Yeah, we did. We did our shore lunches every day and, you know, took that same tradition from when we were kids of doing those shore lunches, did that for lunch. And then, you know, obviously we packed in our food for yeah. dinners and stuff like that. But, yeah. It was a, I mean, it was a lot of fish. I mean, we had a, we, I mean, yeah, it was a, lot, a, of a lot of fish. We and, did and we baked. Did, we did we did fried. We did. We did it in the mornings with eggs. Yep. And, I mean, we did, we we really kind of, quote, unquote, went back to our roots and, and just started eating fish that whole weekend. That's, so, luckily for us, we were able to catch them because if we didn't, we would have, we would ran have, out of food fast. We would have been really close to running out of. Yeah, yeah we didn't it, bring a lot. I know. I know. Evan. Evan's the Boy Scout, so Evan is like, "Well, we're not. We're packing enough food for the entire trip, but it's not going to be a lot of food." Right. So we 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 you know, and it's our first trip, so we overpacked just about everything. Oh yeah, again, um, two boatloads. Two boatloads. So we. Uh, I mean, I remember the nights being hot. There was, I think, one cool. The first night was cool, but every other night was in the 80s mm-hmm. or 90s. It was hot. It was hot, and we were all. To the, I mean, it was to the point that we were the the island that we chose because of the beach. I mean, I remember being had to have been a half mile long sand beach. It yeah. was. I mean, it was hot enough that we had pleasure boaters pulling up to to the to the island that we were on at the beach and just wading out in the water and using it as an actual beach. As an actual beach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't good fishing up. weather. No, it was horrible fishing weather. Bad, really good sunburn weather. Remember exactly, that? Yeah, um, Yeah. I mean, we had, we had a great setup. We kept, Actually, the spot we pulled up on was a campsite. Like, it already had a fire pit. It mm-hmm. had, like, kind of an old rickety picnic table-ish thing. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we had set up. Something a, you could at least eat at like and put your hot pans on and yeah stuff we like brought that. it we actually brought a roll-up table that Roll we could up play cards table. on yep. and stuff like that but yep. yeah that was our that was our first like adult trip yeah that was our first experience kind of doing everything on our own and and then so we did that trip in uh 26 yeah 06 06 and then fast forward to 2013 yeah, we did, is our next yeah, we did a couple. Trip. Yeah, we did. I did a couple trips in between there, um, but our next joint trip was 2013, uh, 20, 2012? 2013. 2013. Yep. Um, we actually it? it was twenty twelve. You're right. It was twenty twelve. So um, we uh, we started the planning process in twenty eleven. Yep. We uh, and this is where I'll I'll say you know, I have people that you know I've done trips and stuff. People ask. Where do you de- how do you decide where to go? Well, for us, you know, we as kids, I have very fond memories of going up to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and going to the Northwest um, Sports Show. Sports Show. 
fishing yeah. expo, or sportsman's expo. Yeah. Um, at we the Minneapolis went up there every year. Every year. We, we still go. do. We still do as, as non-COVID adults. Non-COVID years. But. Non-COVID years, yeah. <laughs> but we still go every single year to go check out the... Check out Joe's Sporting Goods to get a discount rod. See what's happening, see what's in, the, happening. in the world of yep. outposts. And, and that's what we ended up doing in 2000, uh, 2012. 2011. Oh, 2011. 2011, right. we went in March. Yeah. Because that's when this show is. We maybe, went with a buddy. We went with a buddy. It was March. Yep. I, and maybe it was, I think it was a full year. It was a full year before that. Mm-hmm. So we went with the intentions of finding a flying fishing, fly fishing trip. Because yep. we've been talking about it. So we, um, and this was when Tim and I were living together, I think. Yeah. Sounds right. When we were yeah. li- living with yeah. Luke. Yep. So this is when Tim and I were living with a, you know, a, a post, post-college house, you know, a couple guys living together, having a lot of fun. We decide we're, okay, we're going we're gonna to do a trip. We're going to do another one. We're going to do big. We're going to do. Fly in for a week. Six days, seven nights. Seven nights, six days, something, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we go to the sports show. We kind of had an idea where we wanted to go. And then, you know, we're walking around, and I'm like, man, Tim, I think that's the same place we went as kids. So we walk over, and I think I, one of the names, I think Tim remember, maybe, I, I don't know. We, either way, we remembered. They're like, oh, this well, is like the same guy. We told the story. We told the story. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's we, how uh, it all came about. So we, we like, you know, we, the guy recognized the story. And we're like, man, do you do you have anything available? I don't know when it was June. Oh no, it was July. It was mid mid July, mm-hmm. just after Fourth of July. So we're like, you have anything for next year? And he goes, yeah, actually, uh, he had like a cancellation. The cancellation. One of the better lakes, one of the better cabins on that lake, was open. It was a. It was meant for a couple more guys. It was the big cabin out of the three. So there was a small, medium, large. We were in the big one with three guys. It three held guys like ten. Held like ten. Yeah. So we were. There was. It was uh, a great great cabin and he said actually the other two cabins are not going to be rented that week we're not renting them um so you kind of have the the lay of the land and to yourself and we're gonna have a camp attendant there um so we at the at that moment we're like okay we put a down payment on right away yep Yep. we're going so we'd been talking to buddies um our buddy jordan i don't think had done any big trips like that in the past no so he was he had ever been to canada no i don't think he'd ever been to canada so we uh Maybe yet. I don't know. Um, we decide, okay, we're going. Jordan's in. Um, get everything booked. We know we're, and we're, like, we're planning this trip. This was obviously more recent, so we could do a lot more e-scouting and stuff like that. Um, so I think it was about seven, eight months of real hard planning. And, okay, this is the lake we're going to. This is where we're going to fish. These are the spots. We're looking at lake maps, break maps, um, all this stuff. And, we knew we, we we're going into this thinking we're experts on this lake. Oh, yeah. Never fished it. Never like, fished it. Oh, this is a this is a good break line here. We gotta fish it. We gotta fish it. I yeah. remember I remember telling Tim, we you know, we need to go to the waterfall. We need to fish the waterfall. We have to fish the waterfall. So, you know, we get to the point where we're um, we're packing up to go a couple days before. Um, we're driving my Ford Freestyle, the grocery getter. Um, Literally the grocery yep, station. The, the GG, the grocery getter. Cool. Um, so we we packed the three of us up in that. Um, we brought a little hitch hauler to put all of our stuff in. We have far less stuff this go on around. this go-around. Well, and, and the, 
one of the reasons why we have less stuff is we're taking a float plane in. So mm-hmm. there's weight restrictions that you have to deal with. You only get a certain amount of weight, including your body weight. In- including your body. So, so we had us. to, we really had to pick and choose what we were bringing in. Yeah. And the biggest conundrum there was, okay, we're all, we're all of drinking age now. How, how are we going to get our beer in there? What are we going to do? What are we going to do if, <laughs> like, if this is the weight limit? Like, and, and to give you a little bit of backstory on that is we had, we had actually been in contact with the outfitter, the outfitter multiple times before we even went up there. Yeah. Yeah, kind of letting him know what we were thinking because he said, if there was a way that I can get some stuff there before you guys get here so it doesn't go against your weight, I'll do it. And so we told him kind of what we were thinking on bringing in. And it included a extra plane for beer. For beer. Because <laughs> I think we, we were there for like six days. I think we planned, each guy brought in five cases of beer, five 30-packs of beer. Yeah. It I, was a lot. It was a lot. Of, it, we get there. So we're, you know, we make it across the border. Uh, no problem. No problem at all. Um, we get... Um, we get to, I don't remember what city we stopped in um, to camp. To we stopped at that motel. Um, yeah, the uh, what was it? The White Otter. The White Otter. The White Otter. Yeah, the White Otter. Um, so we we stop at the White Otter. Um, we well in town we got all of our beer, and if anybody knows the this was I think 2012 was the year the first year in a long time that the U.S. dollar was really weak. And the Canadian dollar was more. So we hit it at the absolute perfect time. Worst no, time. No, worst time. Sorry. Worst time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Worst uh, time. On a, you know, X number of dollar trip, we paid 20% more because the U.S. dollar was so weak versus the Canadian dollar. So, okay, kind of we're playing into that. You know, that's, that's, that's a big. It's a factor. That's a big hit. And then we're trying to buy beer. And it's like, oh, my gosh. It's so it's, expensive. It's so expensive. <laughs> but, you know, it's Canada. So beer's a little more, a little stronger. And no big deal. Um, so I think, yeah, we ended up with 15 or 18 a, a lot. cases of beer. We, <laughs> we shelved the outfitter and we start unloading this beer and the guy goes, man, I thought it was just three of you. I'm like there is. Yeah, there is. This is the most beer I've ever seen for a guide trip. And I've had 10 guys in a cabin. <laughs> we're like, well, yeah, we're from Wisconsin. So <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So yeah, we, uh. We get we get everything set up, loaded up. They send the first plane out um, to drop our beer to off. drop our beer off, um, and they and with, with the the clutch move for them is they put put a bunch of it in the fridge for us. They did. There was a propane <laughs> fridge at the camp, and uh, they stocked that fridge for us before they before they back, head back, which yes. was fantastic. I mean, that was worth the the tip right the there. tip right there. So we uh we we get everything loaded. We're underweight, you know, whatever. Um, our buddy Jordan is a huge plane guy, so he's riding passenger huge seat. Huge plane guy. Huge plane. He's guy. co-pilot. At he's this co-pilot. Point. So he's Jordan's already. This trip has already been the, the greatest, thing tri- the greatest thing he's ever done. Um, so we're, you know, we get up to, we, we get up, we get down. It's a quick flight. I think it was an, it's the exact same flight. An hour that we yeah. did. We were mm-hmm. in a um, old, uh, De Havilland Beaver. 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 I think it was a Beaver. It was a, in the from I the fifties. I think what happened is they sent. I think what happened is they sent the beaver, or I'm sorry, the otter. The otter. To take guys out with our beer, right? So yep. they, they, they flew our beer out, 
or to the to where we were going. In that, they picked up some guys, some guys that were brought in there. fuel, brought, brought in, in all fuel, that, yeah. all that stuff. So they had the otter, yep. and then we flew in on the, the beaver. On the beaver, I yep. believe, yeah, the yellow De Havilland beaver. Mm-hmm. I think I, I still think he said I think day. he said it 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 flew during the during World War II, so it mm-hmm. may have been from the forties, thirties or forties. But you know, I'm, I flew in a, in a bunch of those bush planes. It's the same experience. It's a very um, we were in an otter. Yep. Yep, we were. There's a so picture it wasn't right there. a beaver; it was an otter. We flew in an otter, then they they flew the beaver with all of our stuff. That's what. It so must you know, it's a it's a it's an experience. If you've never flown in a bush plane, it is um, fun. It's fun. You feel everything. It's uh, it's it's an experience that you you have to. I can't explain it. You have to experience it for yourself to understand it. So we get there. We get everything set up. I think we get there midday. Um, get everything unloaded. You know, we kind of have some celebratory drinks. We're we're in Canada. We're having a good We're time. We're having a good time. I mean, life is as good as you can possibly get. It's, I think, in the 80s or 90s, yeah, so the weather is nice, fantastic. Um, and then in walks our camp attendant. Camp Joey. Joey. And Joey's uh, local to a Ignis. local, local on, uh, Canadian, Canadian out of Ignis. Yep. Out of Ignis. He's a former hockey player, played semi-pros, almost went to the pros. Um, big dude. Classic Canadian. Classic Canadian. Um and we absolutely hit it off with Joey. Joey is like he was our age. He was our age. It's like he had been our friend for ever twenty five years. It's like he came up on that fishing trip with us. With us, I mean, that's how good we hit it off. He was our age. I mean, every our terminology, everything we talked about was the same, except for he said a after the after <laughs> everything. You so know? we, uh, I, I think Joey had almost every dinner with us. He did. He had every dinner with us. We. Uh, we had we just had a lot of fun with it. He he was the he's the reason why I want to go back. I know he doesn't work for me anymore, but I'd love to go back and just see Joey. Just see Joey. Yeah. yeah so we uh, that trip was the fishing on that trip was incredible. I mean, I stopped counting the first day. I think I we, I couldn't count on it. We I estimate mean, that we caught hundred walleyes a day. May, we think we think we we caught over a thousand fish. It was just incredible every time, and I mean, it was just the classic. Canadian fishing trip that you think of or or see you go up Joey our camp attendant he, again we hit it off with him so well he was like hey go try this spot go try over by the waterfall go try over by the onion bag yeah so he had put a couple of uh right on some big breaks he had put it in some some like markers yeah like basically float markers start here float down hit here and I mean, we—I mean, we couldn't stop catching you, fish. It didn't matter what you put. I, we put bear hooks down, and we're catching fish. Yeah, it was incredible. So we get kind of—I don't want to say bored because that sounds really kind of—it wasn't boring, but it was just like we wanted more adventure. Let's, let's try something different. Some, let's go some somewhere different. where you—you you haven't been in a while. Let's go try to fish some new water. Some so new there water. was two different ways we could do that. We could go above the waterfall right from camp. We could go up there on Little Medianga. Little Met, yep. Um, they had a couple boats on the other side. It was a small portage. You 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 drove to the other side of the lake. You hit the waterfall. You walked through the woods, got above the waterfall. They had a couple of lakes up or a couple boats up there that you could fish that little lake up there. So we did that one day, and then we're like, okay, Joey, let's go. Let, we want to do we, something. Let's he, do something off script here. He asked us. He said, "Are you boys up for an adventure?" And we're like, oh, "Yeah, we are. Of, of course. course, of course, we are." So it was Joey and I think his brother-in-law and Tim and Jordan in a boat. And I was in my own boat. Um, so we decide we're okay. We're going to, we're going to go. This is like an all day trip. 
Joey brought all the stuff to do food. We brought enough beer for, I don't know, three or four guys, extra guys besides just us. I think we brought each, brought a case for the day. I'm pretty sure Mike's extra person was uh, the we, coolers. We had three boats, five people, could have been six people with all the beer that we yeah, brought. It could have been, yeah. So we were going, there's another lake that's connected via a very strong river with boulders. It, it's a river. Like, there's rapids. It's a rapids. It's there's, not even a river. It's, 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 it's a rapid section of this river uh, that you have to navigate to get, to get up, down. Up into, the, up into Bright Sand River, or Bright Sand Lake. And, the, and yep. Joey said, if we make it up there, if you, think, if you think the fishing was good down there, it's 10 times better. A bigger fish, the whole nine. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't get fished because he doesn't take anybody there. The the other outpost that's on doesn't that go up there. doesn't go up there. The only Nobody way you can there. get there is there's a fire road about 20 miles up. There's an old dirt fire road. We actually saw some people. We saw some on uh, that bridge. On that bridge. We saw some canoers too. Yep. We saw some canoers that were, uh, they were just canoeing through the whole river system. The Bright Sand River. Bright, Bright Sand River. And they were, I think, gone for like a month yeah. just canoeing. So we, you know, we're, we're making this trip up. So Joey's leading us in his boat with his brother-in-law. And Tim, and then it's Tim and Jordan, and then me. And, you know, I'm by myself. Um, so the back of the boat is generally just a little heavier. And the front of the boat kind of rides up. These are 9 12-foot nine, nine, nine aluminum boats with a 9-9 motor. A 9-9 motor. And so you're six gallon of gas. And then they had, they had put an extra... They'd given me all the extra gas in the front to try to give me a little bit of weight in the front. Yep. Um, so we're, Tim and, you know, Joey makes it up through fine, bouncing off rocks left and right. Um, Tim and Jordan make it up fine. I did not make it up okay. So Jordan and I, go, we, we go through, and Joey's in front of us. He's like, hey, make sure you watch out for this rock. Make sure you watch out for that hot rock. So I'm driving. Jordan's in the front. I'm navigating through. Boom, we make it through. We look back thinking, <laughs> okay, here comes Mike. Awesome. We look back. Mike is backwards. And we're like, what? what is happening? Like, we're, Joey didn't freak out. You know, he had done this 100 times. Jordan and I were like, what is happening? Like, Mike needs to be rescued. The boat well, is about to capsize. The boat is about to capsize. What's happening? So we were freaking out. But what we realized is as Mike was coming down and the back of his boat is lower than the front of his boat, so he couldn't see as well as we could, he got hung up on a rock. I hit the rock straight on straight and I drove on. up on it like four feet. He was center pointed on a rock. Yep. And Not, then it spun, the, then the, the water spun me around. 180 degrees. And so water's like two inches from, I mean, very strong rapids. is it's like starting to build on the back of the boat and about to come over. So Joey barrels down, like hits my boat off the rock. Yeah, literally runs into his runs boat. Runs into my boat, knocks me off the rock. Um, yep. We're golden. And then Turn he's around. like, and he's like, okay, follow me and don't, like, you follow me. <laughs> follow me. So... You know, whatever we get up there, fishing's incredible. I mean, like, we were we were doing. I remember this distinctly. We were we were trolling Lindy rigs, Lindy rigs, um, on this on a. It was just a brake line with, on a weed edge, and it was just you couldn't make it fifteen yards into this. I remember that into this trolling, and you would just you would just hit them every time. Like you would just be trolling this Lindy rig. With a nine nine motor, and it would just be boom. You'd hit one, next guy, boom. He'd hit it. It was just incredible. And then we ended up going. So it was the bright. It, it was uh, another lake in the Bright Sand River, 
Um, it was actually Bright Sand Lake. And then what we did is we fished the river out the other side. And it was just every spot that we fished was there was just fish there. There was it was just piles and piles and piles of fish. And so it was and but what was nice about these compared to the lake we originally are on is these were bigger fish these were in the you know these these fish had shoulders so you we were catching 22 to 28 inch fish yeah i mean it was every time and what was really cool we were catching these 22 inch fish and it was great but i had never experienced anything like it other than on that lake i bet you six times I was, it was reel- 10 times. It was a 10. 10 times it happened to us. 10 times we were reeling our walleyes in, and a big northern would come and take it. Yeah, I have a and whole picture in, sequence it was awesome. of when Tim and I were in the boat. Um, Tim caught this, I don't know, 22-inch walleye. A awesome great, walleye. Yeah, yeah, great walleye. And uh, a big 45-inch northern came, and I've got a picture sequence of it, like chewing it, chewing it, chewing it, inhaling it, and then the hook slipping and catching on the northern, and we landed that northern. Yeah. If we can find the pictures, we'll uh, we'll post that on our Instagram too. Yeah, at OBH Outdoors. But I mean, it was just it was just one of those trips and one of those experiences that we'll never forget. As you can tell, we've we've been talking about this trip for a while, and it just it's it's ingrained in our memory from what is that nine years ago now, eight years ago. Yeah, I, it was it was the nine years. It was. That was the 2012, so most fun I've ever had on a fishing trip. It was incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know I had... Just the friends that we made with Joey and his brother-in-law that ended up showing up, and the fishing was phenomenal. Jordan ended up catching a 29-inch fish. 29 and a half. 29 and a half <laughs> yeah. there, and big... Off the... Uh, off the Waterfall. Uh, no, the onion bag. Cut it off the onion bag. Off the onion bag. Yep. And then, I mean, the, the size of the, some of the northerns that we caught, like, it was just... I got into one, one northern of that was it. It's the biggest fish I've ever seen in the water. I went to we had we had the only net that we had was a you know a walleye net because we didn't bring. I mean, this is a net that they had. They had there there, and I I hooked into one. I thought I was snagged. I hooked into a northern. And you were by yourself. I was by myself because what happened is there was three guys. They preferred two guys in a boat. So what we did is we fished two guys one guy in a boat yeah. so it was jordan and i sometimes jordan and mike sometimes tim and mike you know so we yeah. we rotated when, when jordan was by himself he's with joey and this is when yeah. joey could come with us right um we didn't want jordan to drive a boat we wanted him to come back safely exactly so this was it was tim and i boat drivers jordan passenger yeah he just he basically rotated who yeah. he rode with so yeah i i put on a i caught a northern or i had a northern on that i'm guessing was close to 50 um, high 40s, and I, I went to, to grab it on its back, and it was so big that my hand wouldn't curl around the side. I tried to put it in this net. I could only get the head in this walleye net, um, and I, I like, tried to bear hug it. I mean, it, it shot away and broke my line, but it was the biggest fish I, I'd ever seen in my entire life. Keep in mind, this is unverified because Mike was by himself in the boat. Yes, but. I will hear about that for the rest <laughs> of my life. I swear on it. Pictures or it um, didn't happen. Pictures or it didn't happen. Yeah, it was a, it was a big fish. But honestly, going that lake, it, it's totally possible. I mean, there were some huge fish in that lake. Yeah. And then we kind of, the only other real crazy excitement of that trip was um, the other guide oh, outfitter. Yeah. The other outfitter on that lake, um, they had a group in the same time we did. 
Um, and one of the, the older gentlemen had like kind of was getting out, getting into the boat, slipped on the boat, fell and hit his head really hard. And he had already had some medical issues. Um, so they, we had the sat phone at our, in our outpost. And and mind you, these are, I mean, 15,000 acre lake one they're on the North end. We're on the South end. It's a two hour boat ride. It's a long with a nine, nine. It's a two hour boat ride. It's a two hour boat ride. So they get, they, and we didn't know any of this. We had no idea. They load him up in a boat because he was a cardiac patient, recent cardiac patient. One of the guys is a doctor, and he was the, his pupils were different different sizes. So there was a reason to bring him to our camp a with the to sat bring, phone. With the sat, Joey had the sat phone, so they uh, Joey gets on the sat phone, calls for a medevac. So Coast Guard medevac. Coast Guard medevac. Um, so that Coast Guard medevac is hovering over our about what? I, be, I bet you that Coast forty Guard, feet. And I, I I think it only took him ten minutes. It, it was ten minutes. It was like we took an hour and a half. Boat or a plane ride, plane in there. ride, yeah. and this Coast Guard was there, and I mean, it was no more than a half hour. Yeah, I know it, that maybe it wasn't ten minutes, but it was it was like, fast, and it was he couldn't find a place to land, so Joey went to the old cabin site, which was just across the bay by the by the uh, um the, by the waterfall by the waterfall started falling trees falling trees to try to get to try to build a helipad for this guy to land. So he could get the patient. So loaded. he could get the patient. I don't know what ended up happening. I do. There was, so they called. Coast Guard got close. Joe, we hadn't cleared the, we hadn't cleared the site so they could land, and a thunderstorm was rolling in. Thunderstorm was rolling in. So what they had to do is they had to, they bailed. They Coast bailed. Guard bailed yep. and had to come back the next day. Yep, and I think they came in with a plane. They came in with a floater. I actually, I don't think it was the the Coast Guard that came in. It was the outfitter. The outfitter came in with a plane and, and pulled luckily him. pulled him out and, yeah. and got him. He was no issues. Yeah, he it was started no to issues. feel he he was feeling okay, but they, it was precautionary because he, exactly. he was an older gentleman and right. he had hit his heart head pretty hard. So I mean, that was uh, a that, that was intense. Crazy. That, that was crazy. crazy. I mean, you're talking. It was it was sunset when this was all going down. Again, I have fantastic pictures of yeah. that. Jordan, again, plain dude. Was I mean this this trip couldn't have been any better. I mean, apart from a F sixteen ripping the lake, I think that'd have been the only thing. I don't right. think Jordan would have came home from that trip. No, I think he would have wanted to die right there. <laughs> um, I mean, it, sunset. We're on the dock. Joey is. I mean, he's across the water from us, but he's no more than two hundred yards from us. He's ripping trees down with a chainsaw. We have a full on. Is it a Chinook? I don't know what it is. It's, Coast a, it's a Coast Guard helicopter. helicopter. Jordan would know. Yeah. Um, full-on Coast Guard helicopter hovering above us, waiting to land, thunderstorm rolling in, lightning cracking off in the background. Like, it was just This guy's intense. got a spotlight. He's spotlighting for Joey because Joey's cutting down trees in the dark. and It was insane. Like, it, it's one of those moments that you'll just, you'll never, ever forget. No, it was, uh, that was, that was a. Uh, it just capped off the trip. Like, l- luckily, the guy was okay. Luckily, the guy was okay. It wasn't the type of emergency where that guy needed to be out now. Yeah. If it was, I think they would have probably lowered a basket for him. Yeah. Um, but they ended up turning back because the weather was turning. Winds picked really up. Really bad. Winds picked I mean, t- no more than – we had those guys stay in our camp for a little while until the rain let up, and then they went across yeah, in the rain. exactly. In the dark. In the in dark. The rain. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I that think was, Joey went with them. Joey guided him across the lake. That's what it was. Joey guided him across the lake yeah. in the dark and back by himself. Right. And uh, we sat and 
played cards. Played cards, and it was just it was one of those nights where it's just like this. This is almost surreal. Like, how is this even happening? Like, we didn't drink a lot that night. We didn't do it. You know, we just kind of we soaked in. We like, we, soaked we in. We just kind of sat there and were yeah. like, "Holy cow! Like, this is this is insane. This yeah. is absolutely insane." So, that trip in 2012 was probably one of the crazier trips that I've been on. I think that was uh, it's a fishing trip. You know, we did a fishing trip for my bachelor party over We've in We've done Bay. a lot of fishing trips since then. Nothing has topped it. Nothing has topped it. I, and I, I mean, I don't think apart from can. maybe doing a trip like that with our sons. Sure. I don't think a trip will ever No, that I trip. mean, that was, in, that was just from all the factors that went into it, that was just a trip for well, the was for We the had ages. one morning we woke up and it was like 24 degrees. And we had left the windows open the from, windows the night, from the night before because it was 80 degrees the day before. We woke up to frost. I remember <laughs> we were all in sleeping bags-ish, like light sleeping bags. I remember yelling down to Jordan, Jordan, are you alive? He goes, barely. <laughs> we were but, all hung over. We were all. Oh, yeah. So we, they had a wood stove in the place. So we quickly go out and Fired grab some. Up. Grab Yeah, get some. Get the wood stove fired up, and we're making breakfast. And you know, Joey rolls in. He goes, "Man, got a little cold last night." <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that was the trip. And that it was just it was one of those trips that you 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 couldn't have scripted it any differently. I mean, it's it was no. the best fishing trip I've ever been on. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent with that. We've done a lot of ice fishing trips. We've done a lot of you know northern Minnesota, Red Lake, Malax, uh, all that type of stuff. S- uh, sleepers, Nothing. sleeper shacks, sleeper all shacks, this, ice fishing. You know, musky fishing. We've done a lot of different trips. Nothing will. Nothing. I don't. Just think the experience, and, and 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 that was one of those trips where, yeah, the fishing was incredible, but it was one of those trips where it's not about the fishing. Like there was so much, so many other things that happened, and friendships formed with us and the camp attendant Joey and in the helicopter. You know, all those experiences. It just it just added up to. We could have caught one fish the entire time. It would have been. It still would have been the the best fishing trip we've ever been on. I mean, we had. I don't think we ever really had a windy day. We didn't. We had incredible weather. I mean, we had, dead calm weather. Yeah, we had a couple of storms that rolled in through the night, which, um, was like, which affected the fishing a little bit. But yeah. at the end of the day, it wasn't a big deal. The next day, you know, you caught eighty back. fish instead of a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Oh, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it was. Yeah, I mean, we're. We're going back. We're going back. Yeah, it'll probably it'll be, be with our sons. It'll be with our but boys. But we're going in, back. You know, three four years when they're that same age that we went on our first trip. But we will one hundred percent be back. And I hope to go with the same guys. Yeah. Um. You know, check them out, Ignis Outpost. We don't. We're not affiliated with them at all. No. Um. I and think they have a new owner now. I think that. Yeah. I think they do. And they the, the they've been really hurt by this COVID stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, because you can't get into Canada. Can't right get now into for Canada. Stuff, so. They, the. 2020 summer really took a toll on them. Yeah. I mean, they live off of U.S. tourism. U.S. tourism. And yeah. they just didn't see it, which, I mean. Understandable. Understandable. It's, it's going to happen if you close the borders and we can't get up there. We're, yeah. we're not going fishing with you, unfortunately. So we, we look forward to getting back to those guys and, you know, sharing, sharing some more time and, and getting back to that lake and just it, it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun. So, so. That's, that's kind of the, uh, the fishing trips we've been on. I think we're going to end up. Maybe doing another part on yeah, the hunting I, trips. Yeah, we really dove into these. So. We really kind of yeah. went down some rabbit holes. So what we're yeah, gonna these do are some of the fishing trips that we've done. We've got a lot of hunting trips that we've done. We'll we'll kind of do. Tim's done more hunting trips than I have. Yeah, um, I've been on really one western trip. That's kind of my only big hunting trip. 
Um, you know, I've other than that, I've just hunted around Wisconsin, right? Or deer and deer, turkeys, all the yeah. above. So, well, what we're gonna do is we were planning on hitting, kind of touching on all the the hunting and fishing trips that that we did, but we really dove into some of these fishing trips. So we're going to come back do a separate episode about uh, some of the hunting trips that we've been on. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, stay tuned to, if you, if you guys are interested in hearing some of that stuff. We're gonna next episode we'll drop will be about hunting about trips. hunting trips and and then we are we're lining up a guest, um, a someone to talk coming to talk to us. He's a ice fishing expert, turkey calling champion, and um, he's a, he's a he's a friend too. He's a friend. He, he's so, a he's a local guy. Um, he wouldn't call himself an expert. We look at him as hey. This guy really knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna mix in a uh, an ice fishing episode here shortly um, with him as a guest, and we're really looking forward to that. Yeah. To that, I think you guys will really enjoy having him in in studio. Um, so look out for that one. And as always, you know, leave a review in that review if there's if there's a topic that you want us to uh, to to discuss or, or touch on and, and leave our experiences. If we have some experiences with it, just leave it in the review. Um, yep. Give us five stars and, and leave a comment and it, uh, we'll, we'll definitely touch on it. Yep. Subscribe, um, like, rate, review, uh, subscribe. I mean, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody that's, that's uh, stayed with us for, for this episode. You know, episode and, two. And, yeah. and, and um, also check out our, our Instagram page at OBH outdoors. We're on Instagram and Facebook, yep. um, Twitter too. Um, so feel free to check that out, hit the follow button, hit the like button and, uh, DM, if you have any questions, DM hit, us, hit, hit, DM us. Yeah, we, we respond to all that stuff. We respond so. to that stuff. So we're, uh, we're excited. This is just the beginning and, uh, we're, we're looking forward to do this and we're going to record, we're going to try to record an episode every week, release it every week. Once we get to that point, um, every other week, I should say. Yeah. We're going to start it every other week. If we get to the point where, you know, we, we really start seeing some topics come from our, our listeners. Yeah, we'll we'll do once a week yeah. if we want to. Yep, you know, absolutely. I mean, if if that's if that's what you guys are looking for, we're we're not going to say no to that. So, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you guys, um, and good luck. See you next there. time. Yep, good luck out there.